Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Ghoul Gals. I'm Julie. And I'm Cassandra. And we're going to talk about some spooky things. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we asked you guys on Instagram mm-hmm. after our last episode uh, debuted <laughs> about what you wanted us to do as our theme. Mm-hmm. And um, you overwhelmingly chose the color red, which is exciting. Thank you, thank you. So one person chose ancient worlds, and then like six chose <laughs> the color red. Overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, six to one is yeah, is a good. Is you know, that good? Is a good. Whatever. One. I don't sure. Know. So we're doing um, the color red, which uh-huh. was much harder to find than I thought because I was like, oh, red creatures, oh, red. Ladies wearing red, you know, like ghosts. That's exactly what I did. La- ladies, that's ladies that's mine, in yeah. red. That is literally my topic. <gasps> what? Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> no, oh, I'm. I can read your mind. No. No. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to be talking about the red ghost today. Cool. Have you heard of it? No. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> My story begins all the way back in 1883 on a lonely ranch near Eagle Creek in southeastern Arizona. Oh. Sounds hot. It it is. That's (laughs) correct. Uh, The Apache Wars were drawing to a close. Don't know much about them. Me neither. But they sound terrible. Um, However, a few renegade bands were on the prowl. Nice. And uh, so... That kept all of these isolated ranches in a constant state of siege, which is horrifying. Yeah. Um, I feel like the old timey out west was just the scariest place to be. It was, because nothing was settled, and it was just, mm-hmm. like, random, like, snakes yeah. everywhere gonna get you, and then, like, drought, mm-hmm. dust bowls. You could die so many ways, but then also back then, like, like scary, like, uh, like, lore and mm. stuff was taken to be real. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, I could die all of these normal ways, like <laughs> drought and whatever. Murder. Murder, uh-huh. et cetera. But then you could also die by, like, I don't know, a giant bat or something. Like creatures <laughs> that they're making up that they're like, oh, I could also die because of a ghost, sure. you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, really terrifying. Yeah. No, um, light, no light anywhere. Yeah, right? Everything is dark and scary and smells mm-hmm. like fire, probably. <laughs> Everybody has to have a fire, or they die. I can't. When you paused, I was trying to. I was like, "What? What is she going for? What is she going to say? Like sweat or something gross?" Nope, fire. No, because you. Walk I mean, in, you're probably not wrong. I don't know. I mean, you walk into one of those like old like houses. Like you go into like an old historic house, and there's people there pretending like it's like the 1800s again, uh-huh. and everything smells of fire. Uh-huh. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I feel like it smells different to me. It smells like dust. Oh, like, like musty dust. Yeah, and fire and fire. Okay, sometimes <laughs> they do smell like fire if they're like putting out a show where they're like mm-hmm. cooking for yeah, you. Yeah, or... they have to cook anything yeah. you want to cook. You gotta have a fire. Sure. Anyway, I'm just <laughs> trying to justify this. Anyway, uh-huh. early one morning, two men rode out to check on the livestock, uh, which left their wives at the ranch alone with the children. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Um. About mid-morning, one of the women, totally normal, went down to the spring to fetch a bucket of water, while the other one stayed in the house with the children. Okay. A few minutes after she went out, the house dog began to bark. So that brought the other woman to the window. Uh Uh-huh. As she was looking out the window, she heard a scream. Oh, God. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Um, This is scary. And... The scream freaked her out so much that she was too afraid to go out to investigate, which, by the way, great. Yeah. Do not investigate. Yeah. So instead, she barricaded the door <laughs> and stayed inside the house okay. all day. With the kids? Uh, with the kids. Oh, God. But she said that she saw something out of the window. All she could say was that it was a flash of something that was red and enormous. <gasps> oh, God. And that... It looked like the devil. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's like the worst thing to see. Mm-hmm. Especially back in the day when everyone was Christian, believed in the devil and stuff. Yeah, everyone was afraid of the devil specifically Literally all the, the devil, time. yeah. Yeah. Um, so when the men returned that night and she told them what happened, mm. they lit torches and went to investigate the spring. There they found the body of the other woman near the water. Oh. It was trampled nearly flat. What? In the mud, there were prints of hooves. No. Cloven hooves. No. Twice the size of a horse. <gasps> That's so big. Terrifying. That's so big. Huge, yeah. Horses already have giant feet. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So then, but that times two? Oh no! Jesus. And so, that's not the only thing they found. Oh, God. Clinging to some of the trees around that area were long red hairs. <gasps> Ew. Oh, no. <laughs> that's the devil. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. That is scary. Mm-hmm. Oh, too bad for that one guy whose wife died. <laughs> I am, right? Too bad for her probably 12 children. Yeah. Also, oh I know, this is oh. a rough, really sad story. Yeah. It only gets weirder. Oh, good. Um, so, of course, it's a death under mysterious circumstances, so they have a coroner come in. Sure. Uh, from Solomonsville. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, God, so bad at naming things. Right. <laughs> They're just, like, give a name and add Ville to the end. <laughs> um, Juliesville. <laughs> It sounds terrible. It's a yeah. bad name. I know it's a bad name. <laughs> yeah, it's your own name and you know it's a bad name. Right? Yeah. So they they held an inquest, um, and everyone was very suspicious of this story. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> except for the horrible battered state of the body and the remarkable hoof prints, the coroner would have been convinced that the woman had been murdered, possibly by other members of the family. <clears throat> so there was a trial... But in the end, he permitted the jury to return a verdict of death in some manner unknown. Ooh. Which I'm sure happened all the time back then. <laughs> yeah. But it's spookier. How did Aunt Cynthia die? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Mysterious circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Unknown. Right? She's like, Jesus. it's a handful of berries that everyone knows are poisonous. <laughs> I don't know. Unknown. How'd she die? No one will ever know. Who can never be sure? Who can never be sure? <laughs> uh, a few days later, so mm-hmm. not very long after even, mm-hmm. two prospectors, which I love. <laughs> yeah. I love the prospectors are a stinky real part Pete. of history. Exactly. Because <laughs> I'm just like Toy Story. It's Stinky Pete. Um, anyway, so two prospectors were washing for gold in Chase's Creek, of course. That's what they do. As prospectors do. <laughs> Um, which is a tributary of the Rio San Francisco. I don't know. Cool. Sure. Okay. Places. Um, and they were awakened in the middle of the night when their tent came crashing down on their heads. Oh my God. They heard a loud scream and the sound of pounding hooves (gasps) and saw what seemed to them an impossibly tall horse crash off into the woods. An impossibly tall horse. Horses Mm -hmm. are already... So tall. Again, I mean, again, they're already giant. Yes. They have giant feet, and they're already tall. Exactly. Yet this so how much even larger, impossibly large. Jesus. So when they told their tale at the mining camp, several miners returned to the scene with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, along the bed of the creek, they found the prints of huge hooves, just like the other place. Mm-hmm. And through the brush, leading off uphill... A trail that had been broken by an obviously large animal. Oh, my God. A few long red hairs oh clung God. to some of the bushes. No. Mm-hmm. So although a half a dozen miners uh, corroborated that all of this happened um, and all saw it with their own eyes, mm-hmm. um, the general reaction to the story was that it was just a tall tale. Yeah. Because people all lied all the time back then. Yeah, I would have been like, bullshit. Right? Like, yeah, right. It was like <laughs> okay, the full devil. Stinky Pete. <laughs> Calm down, Stinky Pete. <laughs> Crazy old Maurice. God, how many Disney movies can we quote? Just two. Just two. 
for now. Yeah, we'll see. Um, oh my god. So, of course, all of the these people, all of these, like, cow hands and cowboys um, that would be around the campfire just, like, grabbed onto this story. And so they were telling these huge, exaggerated tales about the Red Ghost, which is what they began to call it. Um, because, it's not a great name. I know, right? <laughs> not very... I mean, why wouldn't they just say, like, the full devil? <laughs> the actual <laughs> live devil. Literally the devil. <laughs> but no, they chose Red Ghost. Yeah, what... Less descriptive. But it's not like a, hmm. I know, it's right? Fine. It's fine. Later on, near the Salt River, which is about eighty miles, I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I was gonna keep oh, yeah, the Salt River to tell you where it is, and I'm like, this doesn't matter. In the desert, no one somewhere. cares. There's a river in a desert. It's probably not even there anymore. Exactly. Right. Um. It's, they all have different names now. I'm sure. But anyway, so a rancher <laughs> named Cyrus Hamblin. Uh, was out hunting for stray cattle. Um, so he climbed uh, a bare ridge to get a look around, looking for cattle. Jesus. And across the ravine below him, uh, it was covered in dense vegetation, he could distinguish barely a huge reddish animal moving through the bush. <gasps> That's him. That's him. That's the red ghost. That's the, the actual devil. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, he admitted later that the hair rose a bit on the back of his neck. He was he was spooked. Sounds sexy. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> um, at this point, he's like two hundred years old. <laughs> Is he single? <laughs> What's his say. name? Cyrus. Cyrus Hamblin. Hmm. That's a bad name. I, I don't, I'm okay with the name Cyrus, but Hamblin is like uh, Hamblin is too far. Hamblin. <laughs> Cassandra Hamblin. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> Sounds really bad. <laughs> yeah, but also your life would be terrible if you married him. Uh, in yeah, the middle of he's dead. the desert. <laughs> also true. Anyway, oh, um, speaking and of, listen to our episode on dead ghosts. What is it called? On ghost marriages. <laughs> listen to our episode on dead ghosts. God. Okay. Um. But he stayed, even though he was afraid, to nice. get a better look. And the animal gradually walked out into a fairly open space. And although it was probably a quarter of a mile away, he recognized the beast immediately. As the devil. Are you ready for this? No, I'm not. It was a camel. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes, what? yes, it was a camel. What? Right? Trampled to death by a camel? Trampled to death by a camel. Oh my god. It gets god. weirder, though. I keep saying that, but it keeps getting weirder. You're you're like, yep, well, you're not wrong. How is no one seeing a camel walking around the desert? Well, because there's there like five things to hide behind. There. But there's nothing to hide behind. There's <laughs> There's bushes. There's a tree or two. tiny ones and then like cactuses, which are tall, but they're not wide enough to hide a camel. Well, no one was seeing it oh until God. your boyfriend, Cyrus Hamblin, <laughs> saw it. Sexy Cyrus. <laughs> right. So He's probably uh, 60 years old at this, at point. this point. Gross. <laughs> huh. um, so to most Americans, uh, even to most Arizonans... <laughs> The discovery of a camel wandering in the wilderness would have been quite startling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it had happened that Hamblin had spent several years in the desert region of the southwestern part of the territory near California's border. So he <laughs> had never heard of camels um, all the way over in Arizona where they were. Right. But he knew that it was not super unusual for camels to be more in California. Because during this time, uh, it was a creature that could, like, live a long time without much water and things like that. So people were actually bringing camels over to the U.S., which huh. I'll talk about a little bit more in a second. I had no idea. Right? That's I, interesting. I learned a lot. This is a big history lesson for me. Nice. Um, also, a little spooky. Yeah. It's spooky I mean, at first, for it, Yeah, sure. it was really weird at first. Mm-hmm. So... He could see that there was something unusual about this camel. Mm -hmm. 
more than just where it was where it was located. Right. So the hump on its back was topped by an oddly shaped burden of some sort. There was something on its back. Huh. At the distance separating them, Hamblin was wasn't able to see what it was, but he reported that to him it looked like a man. <gasps> and if it was a man, he was certain he was not alive. Oh my god. Yes. What? So Hamlin's reputation was very solid. Nice. Um, and his story was so like soberly told mm-hmm. um, that most most of it was really widely accepted. They were huh. like, all right, it's a camel. But <laughs> most people were like, okay, but there is not a man on its back. Like, what? what? Right. Good for so, Cyrus Hamblin for being such a good guy. Right? <laughs> Everybody believed him. Because if I had heard that there was a camel there, I would have been like, uh, yeah, right, you fool. <laughs> it was, yeah, right, a camel, I think it was the devil. <laughs> right. It's much more likely to be the devil. Um, so most people were actually convinced that it was just the camel's hump and that Hamblin is an idiot. Oh, so, rude! <laughs> I mean, in that sense, you know. Um, but a few weeks after Hamblin's experience, mm-hmm. the red ghost turned up mm-hmm. near another river <laughs> about 60 miles west of where Hamblin lived. Mm-hmm. That's pretty far. Yeah. For a camel. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at this time, a party of five prospectors, they're back, Stinky <laughs> Pete, part two, <laughs> uh, they sighted the animal feeding on a mesa <laughs> and managed to get uh, within what they considered shooting distance. <gasps> no. And started banging away. That's what this writer says. Just started banging, banging away. Banging away. So shooting well, at it. Well, that sounds like a fun party for. of five. Right? Sick. Party of five. Yeah. God. All prospectors. Everyone looks like Stinky Pete in this party. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> smells like Stinky Pete. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love this. So either they missed completely... <laughs> Or just, like, kind of grazed the animal. Oh, my God. Because it, it ran away, of course. Obviously. Duh. But as it ran, something fell from its back. Oh, my God. The prospectors investigated and found a human skull <gasps> with a few shreds of flesh and hair still clinging to it. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Cyrus was right. He was right. Vindicated. <laughs> Vindicated. Cyrus is... Something. <laughs> Cyrus is good. They're done. Beautiful song. Oh, okay. Jesus. <laughs> so, of course, this gruesome discovery yeah. firmly established the Red Ghost as a living legend. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, and it had that role as a living legend for nearly ten years. What happened to the camera? Uh, people would see it every once in a while. It was just... Roaming free? It was roaming free. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Someone told me that camels lived out in the Old West with, like, cowboys and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but then I would be the fool, apparently. Yes. Okay, so, huh. uh, yeah, here we go. Why was there a camel out yeah. there? So the Red Ghost was actually kind of a conclusion to the pathetic history of the U.S. Army's first and only oh my God. camel corps. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Uh, so it began around March of 1855 when President Franklin Pierce, uh, his Secretary of War, Jefferson Davis, persuaded Congress to appropriate $30,000 for the purchase of camels to be used by the Army in exploring the Southwest. And, of course, this concept has been actually proposed many years earlier. Of course. Um, So one of the explorers (laughs) of the West, a Major George H. Crossman, um, had formally recommended in 1836 that since the chief desert problem was the lack of water, and since camels could go longer than horses or mules, that the army should experiment with the use of camels. Um, so it took over 19 years, but finally they started to do it. Oh uh, so they tested out the theory that camels could not only live, but also thrive in the deserts of the Southwest. 
and found that they were perfect travel companions and could actually carry like 10 times, I don't know if it's actually <laughs> like three times at least <laughs> the weight that like a horse could carry. Yeah. Because yeah. they're huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then in December of 1858, John B. Floyd, who had succeeded Jefferson Davis as Secretary of War, uh, declared the experiment a success and recommended that Congress um, actually get a thousand more camels. Because they had brought over, I don't know, like 30, 31, I think, a camels. A thousand and camels? So then, yeah, they were like, let's get a thousand more. <laughs> but, God. unfortunately, Congress was too busy with the preliminaries to the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And so they decided not to really go on with that. Yeah. So there were still some camels that were being used, but a lot of the the people that had kind of started that whole camel corps and were most excited about it and most willing to take care of the camels the way they should have been taken care of, um, they were sent to other areas during the Civil War. Right. And so the only people left were were idiots and <laughs> bored sadists. So they <laughs> they didn't take very good care of the camels. Oh. Unlike unlike horses and mules and cattle, um, to whom these cowhands were like accustomed to taking care of. Mm-hmm. Um, camels have a very highly effective means of retaliating <laughs> when they don't <laughs> receive good treatment. <laughs> nice. So this is awful. This is horrible. But most host, horse owners uh, in that Southwest often brutalized their horses mm-hmm. uh, really, really badly. Yeah. Um, but, and this I love, and I'm kind of in love with camels now, <laughs> but anyone who tried to treat camels like that got back as good as he gave or worse. Nice. So here's an example. Uh, one of the army muleteers, great word, muleteer, mm-hmm. um, was practicing loading a camel and piled too much um, on the back. And so the camel groaned and complained, doing usual camel stuff, and refused to get up. So the muleteer kicked it in the belly. What a dick. Yeah. So the camel turned its head and spat. Full, just right in his face, a huge wad of cud, which like oh. smells disgusting, just spat right oh, in his face. Oh, God. So then the muleteer grabbed a club and swung it at the animal's head, but the camel dodged it, emitted a scream, and then raked the man's arm to the bone with its great tusk like incisors. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he just pulled the skin right off. Ooh, that's crazy because they seem so docile to me. I don't right. I don't know that I've ever. I mean, at at zoos I've seen them, but like in documentaries and stuff mm-hmm. in the Sahara Desert and stuff, when they're just walking around and yeah, they just seem like little. But I guess I'm not also. I'm also not seeing people treat them poorly. So. Right. Yeah, they just seem like li- these like little soft. Yeah, they're giant, but, like, nice. Gangly things. Yeah. Yeah. Very sweet. Um, But anyway, so eventually the camels were scattered among military posts from Texas to California, and the men in charge of them, this is rough, had little trouble arranging for their escape a few at a time into the desert. So they were just kind of like letting a couple at oh a time go. Oh god. Cuz they didn't want to take care of them cuz oh they weren't god. taking good care of them. Right, yeah. Um so uh, normally then of course every now and then a couple of uh, uh, prospectors or cowhands would run across a camel. Oh my god. Um and in most <laughs> cases uh, they simply used it for target practice, <gasps> which is rough. Um sometimes uh, like an enterprising person would try to catch it and then use it for work, um, <laughs> which luck. might might have worked. But unfortunately, some of them actually fell into the hands of sadists who found more imaginative uses for them. Oh, come on. And that's probably what happened to the red ghost. So, <laughs> right. This is so sad. I know. This is rough. Um, in the early days of the ghost's, like notoriety, mm-hmm. um, it was generally believed that the corpse was that of a traveler who
who had tied himself there as he grew weak from thirst, hoping that the camel would take him to water, probably. Oh, my God. Um, But... Once, they were actually able to examine the animal, which Mm. we'll talk about later why they were able to. Uh It was found that the rawhide strips that had held the the body in place could not have been tied there by the man who was put there. So that probably means that there was someone who strapped this dead body or live man. Like, no one is sure if the person was dead beforehand or not, but strapped this body to the camel's back and then just like set the camel free. So it oh might have been like God. to punish like you know the body of the person who they killed and mm-hmm. also they didn't care at all about the camel so they were like well screw you camel <laughs> and so like sent it off like that. Or they just like lashed him still alive to the oh, camel's back that's like, so that um, he would die. That's like gangster, like 1920s mm-hmm. gangster things. Yeah, right, like concrete to the bottom of yeah. the ocean or whatever Ooh, kind of deal. Yeah. Swimming with the fishes. Mm-hmm. R- riding with the camels. <laughs> Strapped to a camel's back. <laughs> Whether the man was dead or alive, it was clear that whoever tied him to the camel mm-hmm. was a white man. Do you know Why? Why? Because the Apaches and other Native Americans of that area uh-huh. never do that because it would be wasting a supply of meat. That's true. Or, like, an animal that they could, like, use. Yeah, I mean, you can use that hide, you can whatever. <laughs> yeah, use the whole camel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somehow. Instead of whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, so oh. whoever did this deed and stuck the man to the camel um, succeeded in making the camel suffer. But, like we talked about, most camels, when made to suffer, will give you back what has been given to them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that's why almost every single time that people saw the red ghost, mm-hmm. it was attacking and killing people, or, like, destroying their tent. It was, oh like, going God. after humans, because it knew that humans were doing this to it. So the scream that they that they heard was the camel screaming? Camel screaming, yeah. Oh yep. my god. Mm-hmm. I've never heard I don't think I've ever heard a camel scream before. Yeah, right? Um, I, I can only imagine to. it's awful. <laughs> right. I it's kind like a, of want to. It's like I'm, a rabbit scream. Oh. Like rabbit screams are like the most hor- oh. horrid thing that you could ever hear. They really are. Um, so one of the few occasions when it fled, instead of attacking the person or things around it, Mm -hmm. uh, was when it was fired on by a party of prospectors who sighted it near the Verde River. So um, a few days after that, after these guys had been just full dicks and tried to shoot this (laughs) poor camel, um, a freighter, so he had a string of wagons and he halted them for the night on the banks of the Verde River. Mm -hmm. um, And there were several kegs of whiskey um, and which might have helped to account for the details of the reports that came up on the air. So, as they told it, they had unhitched their mules and were settled down for the night when the comfortable silence was abruptly disturbed by an unearthly scream. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, no, it's, it's the him. It's the red ghost. <laughs> so, a great beast, which they estimated to be at least 30 feet high, flat. I know. Listen, I know, because it's insane. Uh, flapped down into their mist on black wings that covered nearly the whole sky. Oh, wow. Its landing (laughs) jarred the ground like an earthquake and knocked over two of the whole wagons. Two of the giant wagons. Two of the entire wagons. (laughs) Right. Terrified men and mules scattered. (laughs) (laughs) They scattered into all directions, including into the river. Oh, no. When the men... I love the wording here on this. When the men crept back to their camp the next morning, the only bits of evidence they could find were the prints of huge cloven hooves and a few red hairs sticking to one of the overturned wagons. Oh, my God. Um, So then the last known occasion of a violent encounter between the red ghost and a man occurred nearly a year after the camel had trampled to death the woman at Eagle Creek. So one evening at dusk, a cowhand employed on a ranch... Um, east of Phoenix, happened to ride past a branding corral Uh-oh. used only at, like, the roundup time. 
Um, that time was a long way off, mm-hmm. but the corral was not empty. <gasps> mm-hmm. The cowhand rode up to the corral's open gate to investigate the odd animal noises coming mm-hmm. from inside. Mm-hmm. When the animal in the corral caught sight of him and came charging out, oh, he automatically, this is fantastic, lassoed it <laughs> because he's a cowhand and he is good at his craft. <laughs> So not until he had the rope around the neck did he realize that it was a camel. <laughs> His horse was it was extremely well trained because instead of just like bucking him off and uh, running away, he just kind of like reared up on his hind legs. And while it was doing that, this is fantastic. <laughs> the camel, instead of just like trying to get past it, just knocked them both over. So like the horse is on two legs and the camel just like hits him with his head, I don't know, body, and then knocks body him over. Him. Yeah. Oh so the God. horse and the man on the ground and the camel barely breaks a stride, just keeps and like passes right over them, like jumps over them and off into the night. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. But um, but even in that moment of terror, which I would not have been able to see because I would have just been like horrified, but the cow hand was able to see that the camel still bore on its back the remnant of the burden, which had once been a man. What? Mm-hmm. So this was a year after it, and there was still like stuff stuck to his back, like parts of a human. It's messed up. Oh, my God. Um, This is not only the camel's last attack, but also the last report of anyone's noticing the grizzly um, dead man on its back. So it might have fallen off or just eventually just, like, crumpled to bones. (laughs) Flown off. I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, So then we think that because, like, the pieces fell off, um, and there wasn't a dead man stuck to his back anymore, he actually started to chill out. So the red ghost started to appear. Other people would see it, uh-huh. but they weren't being trampled. They were being attacked or anything. Um, it was just like a camel walking around in the woods, which is insane. Um, so, like, most people, like, years past, uh, kind of started to, like, fade slowly. It was just kind of, like, stories to tell children to scare them, but no one was afraid of it. Mm-hmm. But almost 10 years after being noticed, the red ghost made its final appearance. So I have this I have this story directly from a newspaper. Um this is printed in 1893. So get nice. ready cuz yes. who wrote back then? I don't even know. You're going <laughs> to you're going to hear it's insane. Yes. So the Mojave County Miner reported this incident on February 25th, 1893. Okay. So the title of this article, The Phantom That Terrified All Arizona for a Time. (laughs) All right, right into it. Okay. Another ghost is laid. Jesus. Another of the tribe of gaunt hobgoblins (laughs) that keep the romance of the mysterious southern deserts (laughs) is gone. (laughs) Another of the unearthly dangers that the timid Mexican women used to pray against has departed. Oh my god. (laughs) What a way to start an article. (laughs) What a fucking drama queen. Cannot wait. Um, Mizu, I think is how it's pronounced, Uh, M-I-Z-O-O. Mizu? Why not? Mizu Hastings. Of or wait, it's a person. It's a person. Mizu Hastings. Oh, I I assumed it was going to be a city. Oh no, no, no. Mizu (laughs) Hastings. My bad. (laughs) um, Of or or is the town? Sure. uh, Was the priest that exercised this phantom? Oh, how dramatic is this person who wrote this? Mizu has a ranch a little above the gold camp in the San Francisco River. He woke up one morning and saw through the window of his cabin a big red camel banqueting on his turnip patch. (laughs) Mizu took a dead rest in the windowsill and blazed away. Uh, So gun stuff. He got the camel. Oh no. When he went out to examine the beast, he found that he was all scarred up and had evidently had a very hard time. He was covered with a perfect network of knotted rawhide strips. They had been on him so long that some of the strands had cut their way into the flesh. (gasps) 
And that's the end of the article. What? There might have been more, but not where I found it. Not in the thing that I found. What? So that was it. That was the last time. You start it like that and then like (laughs) end it. Super dramatic. And then then that happened. And that's it. Done. Jesus. So that was the last time that the red ghost was ever seen. He was killed. By a priest? By They just called it a priest, I think. No. What he means or was the priest that exercised this fin. Oh. Yeah, he that's was saying stupid. it like it's I know that's stupid. It's so over dramatic you can barely that tell what you're trying to say. That made me think it was a priest, so I'm imagining like someone in like priest garb <laughs> shooting a camel. Fantastic. What's his face from Fleabag? The Ala Preacher? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Either or oh. Ooh, two different references. Two sexy men. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Or oddly attractive. Can't remember men, maybe. either of their names. <laughs> <laughs> Me what is? I think the priest is just called the priest. No, I meant their actor. Names. Oh, real. Dominic Cooper. Andrew Scott. Oh, and Dominic Cooper. Nice. There we go. Those nice. are four first names. Nailed it. Oh gosh, can't trust any of them. No. Um. So anyway, that is my red ghost <laughs> story. Jesus Christ. Right. It's all over the map. Yeah. You're like, oh, God, is it the devil? Oh, wait, it's a camel? Oh, wait, there's a dead man stuck to its back? I don't know, because I know that it's not, like, specifically a spooky or supernatural story, but there's so much weird stuff going on mm-hmm. that I thought it kind of worked. I mean, the fact so. that people thought that it was something supernatural mm-hmm. is enough, I think. Yeah. Right? Exa- I love I love lore. I love it. I love the things that people make up in their heads to explain weird stuff that happens to them. Me too. Well, that was um, horrifying. Thank you. I feel really bad for that camel. I know. Like, that's so bad. Baby. I know. Because yeah. first of all, it was probably just like thrown out into the desert after having been domesticated for, you know, its mm-hmm. whole life. Yeah. Um, and then... And then it had to survive in the harsh Arizona wilderness. Mm-hmm. And then someone straps a dead body to its back. Yeah, or a live body. God, humans are uh, are the worst. Yeah. So we really oh, are. Poor babies. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so mine this evening is called The Lady in Red. Which <gasps> Lady is... in Red. <laughs> That's right. Is um, dancing with me. Cheek to cheek. <laughs> Okay, yes, as you were. Sorry. That's the last time I'm going to sing that song. Mm. Mm, I feel like that's a lot. Unless. <laughs> Unless literally anything happens, then I might sing it again. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I was kind of not sure about doing this one because there's a lot of information about, like, sightings of ladies in red, mm. but mm. Um, not a whole lot of backstory on any of them. <laughs> Perfect. Um, a lot of it was just like sentences of like, there's a reported lady in red in Portland, Oregon. Oh. You know. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I did, I did find some cool stuff, so I'm excited to talk about it. The lady in red is not any one ghost. It's like a type of ghost. Ooh. Yeah. Where there's like um, the white lady or the lady in white is another type of ghost, but she's like a figure of tragedy and purity and loss of love. Mm-hmm. The lady in red is the opposite of that. <gasps> so it's like a fallen woman. <gasps> yeah. I love it yeah. already. Um, lady in red legends are often attributed to like jilted lovers mm. or prostitutes killed in a fit of passion Ooh. or women of vanity. Interesting. Yeah. So the uh, the white lady is usually found in like secluded rural places. A lot of the times they're in like castles mm. and farm villages, whatever. Mm. Um, weirdly on the side of the road, kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the lady in red, however, is attached to public places <gasps> like um, hotels <gasps> and theaters. No, things like that. Yuck! <laughs> so you could see them anywhere. That I live. Literally any, anywhere, yeah. No. So there's a, an abundance of appearances uh, in ghost towns or old mining communities. I'm due, stinky pee. Due to the large number. I saw a red woman. <laughs> anyway. So sorry. 
There's an abundance of appearances in ghost towns and old mining communities um, due to the large number of prostitutes that were there. <gasps> no! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bummer, right? Yeah. I, I swear to God, I watched like 15 Ghost Adventures episodes where they go to some like hotel or saloon in an old ghost town mm-hmm. and try to find the ghost of a, a dead woman no. who was killed there. And they're, they like sit on her bed and they're like, <laughs> you want to touch me? <laughs> And she took one look at him and was like, no. <laughs> Not for all the money in the world. Not for all the gold to bloom. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and every region in the U.S. has these ghosts, though. So it's not just in, like, the Southwest. Whoa. And they're also in Canada, mm-hmm. Ireland, England, oh. and Asia. Oh. Yeah. They get around. Oh, they get around. <laughs> that was an unfortunate joke. <laughs> it's because everywhere has prostitutes. It's true. Yeah. Mm. So I did I did manage to find one like good story, but I'm gonna save that for the end and then I'm gonna go through um a list of interesting ones that are around the world. Yeah. Um so we're starting off in Charleston, North Carolina. Near Dock Street Theater, a lady in red is said to be the ghost of Nettie Dickerson. <laughs> oh, no! Mm-hmm. Nettie Dickerson. A prostitute <laughs> who frequented the Planters Hotel, um, now the historic French Quarter building. Okay. According to legend, she worked as a clerk in the nearby St. Philip's Episcopal Church. While visiting the hotel at night. So she worked as a clerk at a church, no. and then she worked as a prostitute Ooh, at night. double life. Yeah. Like, the most dope, like, <laughs> two well, sides of coin there. Right. There's literally probably five women in this whole time town, <laughs> so they had to do everything. Um, at the age of 25, Aww. she was standing in her red dress on the balcony of the hotel during a storm, and then she was struck by lightning and killed. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Sh- huh. So it was an accidental death and she just happened to be a prostitute. It wasn't, <laughs> like, <laughs> it wasn't like murder. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that, I don't want to, I don't want to blame her, but why were you standing on a <laughs> roof of a building during a thunderstorm? <laughs> I don't know. People are stupid. <laughs> to feel alive. <laughs> feel anything oh no um i it doesn't say when this was so i don't know if she just didn't know what would happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know yeah they didn't know what lightning was drawn to yet yeah maybe maybe she was it was just raining and there hadn't been any lightning and she was like it's a nice summer rain and then um, okay, and then the next one is Chicago's Drake Hotel. Oh. Tell a jealous woman wearing a blood red dress Ooh. took her life after jumping off the 10th floor or the roof Ooh. as accounts vary. Ooh, either way. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, guests claim to see her in her last steps from the Gold Coast room, the Palm Court, and on the 10th floor. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So there's no name for her. That's so dramatic. Yeah. Like, ooh, I'm going to kill myself, but I'm going to wear the most blood red dress. <laughs> so everyone will see me. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Uh, the fifth floor of the Mispa Hotel in Nevada is known for a lady in red known as Rose. Oh. Who died at the hands of a jealous lover. No. Yeah. Oh. Reportedly in the suite named for her, she is known to whisper in men's ears and leave pearls from her broken necklace on guests' pillows. Ew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I feel like Ghost Adventures did this one. I feel like this is, I remember the whispering in their ear. It's me. <laughs> My name is Rose. Zach Baggins, it's me. Zach Baggins. Get the fuck out of my room. Here's a pearl. <laughs> Here's a pearl. <laughs> she would never give Zach Baggins a pearl. Yeah. No he brought in if- her right mind would ever give <laughs> Zach Baggins anything. If anything, he brought it on like in his pocket. Oh was like, oh my yeah. god, I found a pearl. Oh, a pearl. And she's like rolling her eyes in the corner. <laughs> no. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> Liar! <laughs> Bla- 
blasphemer! <laughs> um, in the first Ontario concert hall, informally known as Hamilton Place in Hamilton, Ontario, oh. there's said to be um, a lady in red that also weeps red tears. <gasps> oh. She's been reported by both staff and theater goers, and that's yeah. all they say about that. What? That's yeah. not enough. Yeah. You can't just drop that red tears yeah. on us. The next one is Leap Castle, which is claimed to be haunted by a red lady who is holding a dagger. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it is reported that she committed suicide after being captured and raped. Oh. And that's the end of that. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why, when you were describing, like, the red lady and how it's different than the white lady, mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, nice, like, these reddies, these, these reddies, <laughs> these reddies, these red ladies, like, have, like, vengeance and, like, ooh, like, they have the control, but that's not really no. the case. No. Um, and then the next one is the historic site of Green Bake House in Glasgow, Scotland. A lady in red is said to haunt the garden with the phantom of a large dog. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. puppy. Yeah, and I really wanted to, like, when I read this one, I searched for it. I could not find a single bit of information that wasn't just, hey, this ghost is here. Be careful. Nothing about the dog. Like, what? who is this? <laughs> Whose dog is this? <laughs> Someone has to know something. Like, there has to be some sort of record. Of a woman who had a dog that she loved that died under mysterious circumstances. I don't know. Hmm. Um, And then in Thailand, there's a story of a lady in red that is believed to be a spirit who drowned in the Bang Pekong River. Oh. Uh, Witnesses claim to see her while driving their cars across the bridge at night. (laughs) That's it. Yes. Yeah. So the one I want to focus on, though, that actually had a good amount of story and a Wikipedia article all on its own. Beautiful. Is the Red Lady of Huntington College in Alabama. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Wild ride. Yeah. I assumed it would be in England or something. Uh, no. Ooh, okay. It's in Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> More like Alabama, right? <laughs> oh, you got that right. <laughs> um... <laughs> And there are actually two instances of red ladies at this one college. What? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the first appears in Catherine Tucker Wyndham's book, 13 Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey. <laughs> who knows what that book's about? Mm-hmm. I don't know who Jeffrey is. Um, according to Wyndham and also a historian named Daniel Barefoot, the first red lady ghost appeared in the late 19th century when the college was still located in Tuskegee, Alabama. She was described as a young woman wearing a scarlet dress and carrying a scarlet parasol who walked wordlessly up and down the halls of the women's dormitory late one night, Mm. bathed in a red glow. Ooh. Yeah. She sounds spooky. Yeah. In a cool way. Yeah. This apparition, according to Wyndham, ultimately left the residence hall and disappeared from view as she passed through a gateway outside. The alleged identity or origin of this wraith has never been determined, and she was apparently never seen again. <laughs> so what? it's a one show, one time show from this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a woman in red with a parasol that walked down a hallway and then walked out a doorway. So <laughs> and left. It could have just been Are we a sure woman. It's just a woman. <laughs> well, she had that red glow. Oh yeah, the red so, glow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So probably a ghost. Probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but probably. <laughs> So the second one is the more famous of the two, because uh, she appeared more than once. Mm. Um, the second red lady, according to Wyndham, was a former student named Martha. <gasps> was uh, it my mom? Yes. <laughs> yes, <Twist>. it was. <laughs> Martha or Margaret. Um, there was Wait. one. One source said it was Margaret. One source said it was Martha. There's no like last name. That's weird because Margaret's my grandma and Martha's my mom. Stop. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That's weird. And so Martha had reluctantly come to Huntington from New York because her father's mother had attended Huntington when it was in Tuskegee, and her father's will specified that she must attend his mother's alma mater. Ooh. Which is so stupid. <laughs> it's very specific and weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why? Like, who cares? Right? <laughs> if it's in your will, you're dead. So, like... Like, let her do what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna know. Unless he's a ghost, too. 
Ghost runs in the family. <laughs> uh, Martha didn't really want to come to Alabama, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but her father's fortune was large, and she knew his deep love for his home state. So she went. According to legend, she was dressed in red when she arrived, and she brought with her red draperies for her windows, a red spread for her bed, and some other accessories of the same color. So her room is just painted completely in red. Red everything. That's so dramatic, especially for, like, back... I'm sorry, what year is this? I don't know. Okay. For back (laughs) then, whenever that was? Because, like... I'm sure most people didn't bring things with them. They yeah. were like they just came into a furnished room mm-hmm. and were like, "This is just how I live," because no one cares about aesthetics because it's that time of the century. <laughs> it doesn't you say know? when it happened. <laughs> like she has three but, dresses. I mean, the fact and they're that all red. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was last year. Um, the fact, I mean, the fact that she has to go and obey her dad's will mm, makes it seem, makes like, seem like it's, yeah, at least a yeah. hundred years so ago. So she probably only had like three or four dresses. Probably. Although it seems like they were pretty rich, so. Yeah, maybe so maybe more. she had like five. But that would explain her love for the color red, because it's like a. A rich person color? A rich person color, horse color. Ooh. Um, at this, as, at this time. The college was a women's college, by mm-hmm. the way. Although many of her fellow students asked asked her to explain her apparent obsession with the color, uh, she never gave them an answer. <laughs> Not only was she in a completely new place, but she was also incredibly shy. So she was... That seems not right, because she has these flashy, flashy colors. Yeah. And then she's like, mm, oh, but no one talk to me, please. Mm-hmm. That seems weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you'll, yeah. <laughs> she sounds like a freak. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was very unhappy in her unfamiliar surroundings and had a rough time making friends. They oh. sensed that she was different from them, and having heard she was wealthy, they mistook her shyness for disdain. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which you just did also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't have been friends. Oh, no. I already know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when other girls dropped in to visit, she seemed so cold and unfriendly that they eventually just stopped coming, Ooh. which is fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, truthfully, many of them had only come out of curiosity to see the red prayer rug Martha had bought in Turkey and the odd little red figurines on her bookshelves. Ooh. So they just wanted to be like, oh, what a freak. Yeah. Come so see she the freak show. That they were just looking at her like a spectacle and not yeah. like a person. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, she was a spectacle. (laughs) She made herself a spectacle. (laughs) Uh, Martha's roommate, according to Wyndham's story, ultimately found the situation unbearable and asked the house mother if she could move out. The house mother granted this request and put someone else in the room with Martha, who became increasingly aloof and irritable. This second girl also left after only a week. Whoa. Yeah. This happened again and again as one roommate after another found it impossible to live with the surly girl. Oh my gosh. (laughs) At last, the president of the dormitory, who was known for her ability to get along with everybody, moved in with Martha and did everything she could to make friends with her, but all efforts were futile. Martha had become embittered as well as withdrawn, and she seemed to resent the presence of this kind-hearted girl. Whoa. After all her efforts at friendship at friendship had failed, and after she found herself growing depressed and despondent, uh-huh. the dormitory president packed her bags and prepared to leave. Just as she was about to go, Martha, who had not known of her imminent departure, returned to the room. Mm. With a look of defiance, she said, So you couldn't stand me either, like all the rest of your stuck-up friends. I was beginning to think you really wanted me to be your friend, but you hate me just like the rest. Well, I'm glad to be rid of you. Take your things and go. Whoa. Go and get. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you one thing, my dear. For the rest of your life, you'll regret leaving this room. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) You're gonna regret it. (laughs) The house president was understandably disturbed Mm -hmm. by this bitter outburst, but in the midst of her many activities, she she soon forgot about Martha's prophetic words. The sad girl, Martha, (laughs) abandoned by the one person she had believed to be her only friend, 
allegedly formed the habit of wandering into rooms where the other girls were congregating, but her presence cast a chill upon the groups, and they would soon find flimsy excuses for leaving her alone. Mm. Yeah. Then, with a feeling of alienation from all humankind, she would return to her solitary sleeping quarters, where she would wrap herself in her red bedspread <gasps> and retreat from the whole world. Yikes. Yeah. Later, Martha's behavior allegedly became even more strange. She would wait until the lights were out, and then she would visit one dormitory after another, Never saying a word, but staring into space as if she were in a trance. Ooh. So she'd walk into your room and then just stand there and stare. And like look at the ceiling or something. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. What a weirdo. Yeah. This is like the first five minutes of a horror movie, you know, where they're giving you like all that like background. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, she's a freak. Get ready. You think she's scary when she's alive? Wait till you see her dead. <laughs> Uh, As time passed, she took to walking up and down the halls during the darkest hours of the night. Often, she would alarm the girls by opening and closing their doors, then hurrying away to resume her pitiful promenade. One evening, after Martha had not appeared for classes or meals all day, her former roommate, the dormitory president, had a guilty feeling and decided to go see her, thinking that this time she might be able to help Martha in some way. As she neared Martha's room at an isolated corridor at the top floor of the building. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. So now she has to live alone in an isolated part of the, like, at, at the, the top, top of the tower. <laughs> yes. Alone. That's correct. She said she noticed flashes of red shooting out into the corridor from uh, the door. And when she opened the door, she screamed and fainted. Girls from all over the fourth floor of Pratt, which is apparently where this happened, this is the first time it's it's ever been mentioned, uh, rushed from their rooms to see what was wrong. Martha, or so the story goes, was found on the floor of her room, dressed in her red robe and draped in her red bedspread, having committed suicide by slashing her wrists. (gasps) Oh, no. That's a lot of blood. Yeah, that's red on red on red. Yeah. How do they tell? <laughs> Are you good? <laughs> Martha! Lying at the floor, eyes wide open. <laughs> Pale. Uh, this happened, quote, a long time ago, end quote, <laughs> according to Wyndham. <laughs> but students at Huntington have alleged that on the date of Martha's suicide each year, rays of crimson light flash down from the door, mm. and the red lady returns to haunt the corridors of Pratt Hall. Ooh. Students have allegedly reported seeing Martha's ghost on the fourth floor, claiming to have seen it pass through the walls or closed doors. That's a ghost for sure. Yeah. Uh, In October every year, a few of the sororities of Huntington College take part in the Red Lady Run. (gasps) What? In which they paint their faces, wear all black, and run around the campus. Wait, they wear black for some reason? I think they paint their faces red or something. It just says paint their faces, which seems incredibly disrespectful. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, So that's that. It's a weird story. It's not, I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of backstory and then like a little bit of ghost stuff. Yeah, but that's spooky. Yeah. I don't like. You gotta be nice. You just gotta be nice to people. Yeah. Even if they suck. Yeah. (laughs) Even if they're the most Debbie Downerish, they can't know that you don't like them. Right. You can not like them. You just can't show yeah. them. Well, yeah, like you or don't else have. They'll I kill mean... themselves and then haunt you. <laughs> Obviously. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. I I, uh, I love to hate her. <laughs> like. Yeah. Stupid Martha. Like she's <laughs> stupid like, Martha. She's the worst, but also like that's kind of uh, a really great revenge tactic. Yeah. So. You're going to regret it because you're going to be traumatized (laughs) by finding my body. (laughs) True. Okay. Yeah. So, red ghosts. Uh, Yeah. Big big bummer. Sometimes fun. Usually a bummer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, so those are stories about red um, things. The color red. Red ladies, red camels. Mm -hmm. There we go. Um, Yeah. So... We'll do that poll again. We're going to do another poll to figure yeah. out what we do next week. Yeah. Because that's cool. It was yeah. fun. 
I yeah, I liked seeing what people wanted to. I like that everyone voted for the color red except yes. for one person. <laughs> Sorry to that one person. Yeah, we'll do ancient worlds at some point. We will, just not this. Just week. not. Just not right now. Uh, yeah. So I guess this is a point where we say follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Um, we also have a Facebook page, but we don't use it very often. We so don't. Instagram is the way to go. Yeah. Uh, then you can help us vote then yeah. for our You can next uh, see us being funny and help us vote. <laughs> yes. Uh, correct. So, uh, yes, on that note, finally, see you later, girls and boys. Bye. 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 Speak the word, it doesn't spread. No! (laughs) It's like a horror movie, don't say the word out loud. (laughs) That's a ghost. That was a ghost.